Welcome to the Two Putt Podcast. Two Putt for Par. Iowa's number one golf podcast. Yeah, but three putt is Snakesville. One part golf. Basically, it comes down to the fact that golf is hard. And one part business. But if it makes money, it makes sense. Mixing business with pleasure, these guys know how to have fun. This is the Two Putt Podcast. That's what we do. All right, welcome back to Putters. We're excited. It's been a long while now since we've had an opportunity to get on. Um, we want to review the year. We want to review our first season here on the Two Putt Podcast. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, mostly good, I think, guys, as a whole. But uh, with me, as always, Jason, Lee. Guys, how's it going tonight? Doing well. Coming off a nice little Christmas break here and uh, getting back into the swing of things with, with school and uh, everything going on so nice time to relax a little bit catch up on some uh, other sports that are going on now that golf's not involved but uh, looking forward to the 2021 PJ Tour season getting started up here shortly. Jason you guys have a game coming up here soon. Yeah we have you? a we have a game on Sunday ready or not right. here we go so I uh, I think our our guys are ready to play and we're ready to play I think we're ready to see where we're at with things and uh, excited to get our season started and uh, you know, see how this year plays out with everything going on. And right now we have 11 games total scheduled and hopefully we're able to get all 11 in before our conference tournament and all goes well there. And uh, yeah, just really looking forward to the, you know, there's going to be some challenges with the year. And so navigating those and seeing how we progress as a team. And because uh, we have a lot of new faces that uh, we're going to be trying to work into the mix. So we're excited about it. This whole year's a challenge. I think we've already figured that out. And I'll tell you from the first, what, month of high school basketball season, wrestling, swimming, um, you know, it's just, it is, it is so hard to manage because every week it feels like the, the guidance changes. And for us, it's the spectator guidance, which is just absolutely miserable to, to try to get through. It was fine right away. We just did the two spectators per person, but then governor Reynolds came out and said, now it is your entire household or two vouchers per person. Uh, so we have had to just kind of throw everything away, restart. And now we have families listing, you know, their, their entire family. So when they come in, they'll check in or they can choose to have two vouchers. It is going to be interesting and we host a game here on Saturday so we get to uh kind of be the guinea pigs with this whole thing so uh it's been great to to be back uh in the mix and, and getting to play these things um you know we're seven games in for girls and six games in for boys and we've hosted multiple wrestling meets but they are they are a challenge but at the end of the day the kids are getting to compete and that is really the ultimate goal in this whole thing See, that's been the recruiting challenge for us is the spectator policy because not being able to go out and watch kids that we're recruiting or get in front of them and having to watch online. Uh, or you have potentially other coaches that are a friend of a friend that's getting on the pass list somehow or they know the head coach and so they'll get on the pass list per the head coach and the relationship with them. And so uh, it's created a little bit of a, I guess, a weird recruiting landscape. Uh, from the standpoint of not being able to get in front of kids, but maybe some people have been because they can get on the pass list somehow. And so there's a lot of, I think, gray area involved with that. 
but them catching a lot of games online and watching recruits play online, which is nice, which needs to continue for nights that maybe we can't get out and recruit on a normal night where, you know, weather or anything like that affects it. A lot less travel, that's for sure, for uh, for you. Uh, less time on, on the road, um, which can't be a bad thing, that's for sure. But uh, uh, obviously silver linings with, with COVID and the pandemic, um, and we could sit here and talk many of those and the time in uh, which that we've saved and been able to spend at home. And and one of the big silver linings of the pandemic is the Two Putt Podcast. Uh, Two Putt Podcast came about because we knew we were going to have a little extra time and uh this thing has kind of morphed into um, something that we really enjoy doing. And um, we know we have uh, a nice following and we appreciate all of you guys that are, are out there listening and enjoying and interacting um, even more so than listening. We enjoy the interactions that you guys have with us and uh, the input and the help uh, along the way. And so thank you to, to all of our loyal listeners and, and all of you following along with this journey. We are going to continue to try to improve and do the things that we can uh, on this end to, to continue to have some fun and, and bring you guys some entertainment. Um, also got to thank our sponsors as well to, to help us making this possible. Uh, WB Realty, obviously my brokerage in which that uh, I hang my license, my real estate license with is, has, has a huge impact on this as, as well as then our guy up in Ames and uh, Mormon Clothers uh, really, really taking care of us on that side and, and sponsoring uh, uh, whose career throughout this entire first season. Um, and helping us out. And so thanks to the listeners. Thanks to our sponsors. You know, we really appreciate it. Um, as a whole, guys, as, as we move through, we've kind of up and down um, progression, just continuing to grow throughout the season, um, doing different things, trying new segments. But uh, as a whole, what do you guys, what do you guys think? Season one, um, 2020, finally kind of coming to an end. What, what are your guys' takeaways? Well, I think that uh, as the season progressed, I think we got uh, a lot more information on a lot of different players. You know, we were, you know, as we got into this thing, everybody knew the names that we were going to throw out to begin with. And, uh, you know, I actually got into researching a little bit of it more and at least looking into some players that maybe, you know, like a Will Zalatoris that was playing on the Corn Ferry Tour and now, you know, is now exempt on the PJ Tour. And uh, so I I guess my landscape or my background of PGA Tour players has gotten a lot better. And I think the more you look into it, you realize how many really, really good players there are and really, you know, guys that could potentially win on a weekly basis. Now, DJ kind of put a kibosh to that thing at the end of the year with how well he was playing. Uh, but I think that as the year progressed, I think, you know, for me personally, my, my background and my knowledge of a lot more players on tours increased, uh, which I thought made the especially when it kind of got into the, the swing season here, but post 2020 pre 2021 part uh, of the schedule. And so I think that is, that's been a lot more fun for me to follow too. You know, for me, this, this thing, you know, Brian, when we talked about the first time was basically born out of boredom, you know, like what, what can we do to have fun and still be able to interact with each other? Because I think that's the, the biggest challenge we've all had throughout you know, since this whole thing started was how do you interact with the people you're used to interacting with on a normal basis? So we start there and then all of a sudden, you know, Jason's a guest and then he's a host. And then we're just like rolling through these different segments. And I think we realized how important gambling became uh, to this, uh, this podcast where we just talk about things like like Jason said, not just the players, but then it starts to become the bets that you'd never think about looking at, you know, when Brian throws out, you know, the top 
Swedish player, you know, like it's, it just kind of moved into this, this thing that, you know, it didn't start off as, which has been the most fun is I don't think we've ever had two episodes that are just the same. We've always had something different and that's been fun. And I think, you know, starting with boredom, like it was still fun. We just didn't really know what we were doing. And I think we're starting to get a, a little bit of a hang of that. And then, you know, kind of tailoring it towards what is really interesting in golf. And, and a lot of that is the odds on different things. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think that the um, expanded knowledge um, of the workings of golf um, has grown tremendously throughout this year and just kind of the way in which we consume golf was very different. Um, you know, Jason, you mentioned it just from the research side and, and kind of knowing a few more guys than, uh, you know, whoever the top 10 guys are that we see in the majors um, was fun. And, and, in the pod also made it to the point where, I mean, it was Sunday and I was out mowing and I had to hurry up and get done because I wanted to watch the, the end of the RBC, you know? And so it was like things that I would have never done before. Um, just made it fun. Gave us something to talk about. Like you said, Lee, uh, we brought a lot of good guests on. We brought a lot of our buddies on We a lot of people we played rounds and, and had great memories with on the course. And so that part was, is also just an absolute joy. And um, I'm excited for 21 only because it's landscapes got to look a little bit different. We got to be able to maybe go to a golf tournament or two. We got to be able to play in a few more tournaments. And so um, fingers crossed. I know we're hoping that, uh, we're going to get a bit, spend a little bit more time, not only ourselves, but with some of our guests and some of the other people out on the course. And so, so that's definitely exciting. And, and then being able to share, jump on the pod and talk about it is always fun for us. But um, one of the segments that we do need to talk about, um, I'll pull it up here while you guys are kind of chatting about this, but um, our, our who's career um, fun way that we always ended shout out again, Mormon Clothers for helping us out sponsoring that episode or that segment, but uh, who's, who's career uh, if Lee, was it, it was Fred, Fred Funk, David Duvall maybe started it um, and then just continued to progress and get pretty wild and crazy. But uh, that was a lot of fun. What, what were some of your guys' takeaways from, from whose career? The, the first takeaway was I remember you making the comment, like, we're going to run out of people. You know, like, we can't keep doing this. But then you realize you can keep doing this forever because you can recycle people because it's, it's all about who they're against, right? And it becomes this personal preference of what you like. And, and the career part, our, our definitions of somebody's career are different. So we're going to talk to different points regardless of who that person is. So I just remember you saying, we're gonna run out of dudes to talk about. And then you realize not only do we have dudes, but then you start throwing in which win and you know those types of things that are, are different. So you know, it's kind of been the theme of our podcast that, that things have morphed, you know, as we've gone on. And this segment is definitely one of those that has morphed and, and in a fun way as well. Yeah, the whole uh, whose career, you know, somehow it always transferred back to Staggy's boy. That The whole podcast did at some point, uh, which was, I guess I, I got roped into it somehow. But, uh, you know, that whole <laughs> Ricky Fowler in there. Uh, you got, uh, which Ricky Fowler still going to win a major by the way. Uh, and Tony Finau, uh, you know, then it morphs into who's 
final round at Augusta uh, with Abe Answer and Tiger Woods when Tiger threw up the double digit on number 12. Uh, you know, so it was it was fun. It was cool. It was a different dynamic uh, with the Who's Career side of things. But I think the, the cool thing is each of us have a different perspective on it too and what we value. You know, I think it came down to me. I put a lot of, a lot of weight on Masters. I uh, and the U.S. Open, I think, were two of the big ones. I mean, obviously, the Open Championship. So I was a big majors guy when it came down to the Who's career, but everybody could put a spin on it differently. And, and BC talked a lot about the, the money side of things when it came down to it. So uh, I think everybody had a little bit different perspective that they wanted to weigh in on. Well, and two, obviously, getting our, our, our base involved as well and always throwing that poll out on Twitter. And so I pulled it up. I, I have the, the first uh, several here, but uh, it was funny how, for the most part, we were pretty even to split. There was every once in a while where we were heavy one way. Um, but looking at some of these numbers and going through uh, some of our winners to start with, so Fred Funk, David Duvall, as we said, Keegan Bradley over Duffner, um, Zach Johnson over Jason Day, Spieth over Payne Stewart, Bubba Watson over Angel Cabrera, Ernie Els with the win, Fred Couples with the win, Love with the win, Jim Furyk killed Martin Keimer. That was probably our most lopsided one. No, I take that back. Fred Couples over Hale Irwin. Um, and and Jordan Spieth over Payne Stewart. I, I, one thing I will say about it's hard to project on that one, but that was also pretty early, and I feel like the votes were maybe not quite as what they got to. Um, but you guys said, I mean, we had a ton of fun with those and uh, different perspectives, and it was always fun, again, going back to the research um, and, and actually having to look up a few things, and then I always kind of like putting our, our guests on the spot, too, and making them pick something. Well, let's be com- Sorry, to be completely honest, though, I mean, let's, let's throw the gear into this, too, though. I mean, when, when Mormon clothiers became the sponsor i mean let's be selfish about this like the gear was pretty sweet too because they have really cool stuff and we are one and all with uh wearing that correct at tournaments so uh yeah i mean it was it was great uh wasn't andy north in there too and didn't he get steamrolled in one of the poll one of the who's careers he better have yeah he did um was he was up against another guy in the booth i think but uh yeah, I, don't, I didn't, like I said, I, I was tracking for a while and then then just kind of got tough. But uh, no, it was it was good. And obviously, Lee, as you said, uh, Mormon Kohler's taking care of us. If we have some more tournaments, more events, maybe they'll hook us up even more. Um, shout out Justin again, Mormon Kohler's. But, uh, and then um, one other thing kind of with that, and we talked about with our buddies is um, we, we brought in the snake draft. Um, we introduced it, um uh, I think we did a couple times. Maybe did we do it before the the PGA? But then we the first real one was the, the PGA. Um, went through and had a lot of fun with that. That tournament came down on the wire, and so we were all right there. Uh, Trost getting a win on that. Um, eight of us, seven or eight of us, I think, on that first one, and then nine of us um, for the Masters, um, and that was a lot of fun. Obviously, I I enjoyed that one, taking the win on that, but. Um, uh, snake draft was a lot of fun those getting everybody on um from a logistical standpoint i to be honest with you and our listeners i had no idea how that was going to work um but i was surprised actually how smooth it was having nine guys on trying to trying to kind of talk at the same time yeah we had to manage get having everybody get their kids to bed 
uh, and then do it late enough that everybody could be on, but uh, early enough that we didn't have people in bed. We did miss out on Big Schmitty, though. He didn't make it either time. He was MIA both times, so we'll have to get him uh, involved. And, you know, the, I'm really looking forward to We need to get this snake draft for next year. Uh, PJ, or We have tickets to the PJ Championship at Kiowa Island, so we can be there uh, and watch it unfold and be cheering our players on and get some firsthand experience there. So hopefully this whole fans thing kind of plays out the way we want it to and they're able to host people. Now, I did see something today that the Masters sent out, I think, an email potentially to people that have tickets for the 2021 Masters just kind of laying the groundwork for potentially not having fans again or patrons again. So uh, hopefully uh, this kind of subsides and we're able to get back to normalcy uh, and we'll be able to get some live action in golf. Well, two things with the snake draft. First of all, Big Schmitty would not have been able to put a sentence together um, on that second one because he was roasted that day. I mean, roasted. So that probably would not have made well, actually, it would have made probably really good uh, podcast material, but um, he wouldn't have remembered doing it. So that probably wasn't the worst thing ever. But the second one, you know, the the snake draft kind of became virtual happy hour like six months after it was popular. Like we were still doing virtual happy hours when people were just doing regular happy hours. So um, maybe we're a little late to the game with that one, but that was, that was still fun though. And I think virtual happy hour should be something that stays, you know, in the mix forever, just like six foot social distancing. I'm all about that. That, um, and I agree. I mean, to back to Jason's point with the recruiting though, it's just a great opportunity because we have buddies all over the place um, to be able to come together uh, you know, where we wouldn't on a Thursday night, wouldn't be able to meet at the bar anyway. And so um, the snake drafts were, were a lot of fun. Um, you mentioned Big Schmidt. I, I went back. I think he made his, his way on on episode nine, somewhere around there. But I think we were pretty consistent. I think the first eight episodes, we were calling him out about something. And so I think he finally had to get on in episode nine. Yeah, he, he was wanted- a good guest, too. I mean, he, he was wanted good. to clear. He wanted to clear the air on some things, but I don't think he necessarily cleared the air on anything. He just made it more muddy. Well, the dude came rolling in with his cell phone. Like Zoom is tough on your cell phone. Like I get he had no idea what Zoom was, but man, I mean, he looked just out of place the whole time we we're doing it. But he was good. Uh, good content for sure. He he did do a nice job. He was on, on his phone in his golf cart in his garage, I think, drinking red wine. And so it was uh, an interesting combo, but uh, it was he, he brought it. He came with it. And so um, can't wait to have him on once he can finally make one of these snake drafts. But uh, so that was episode nine. We talked about it. one of the, the big reasons on why we're doing this episode for you guys tonight here is because we want to kind of relive and go back and talk a little bit about these episodes. Uh, as we said, this thing has kind of snowballed as we've gone along. We've gotten better. We've picked up listeners along the way. And so if you haven't had the opportunity to go back and, and listen to all the episodes, we obviously encourage that you do that. But uh, we're also going to point out a few um, in which that we think are, are, are legit um, for you to go back and take a look at and some of the ones that we enjoyed. We'll talk briefly about some of the stories. Ultimately, we want you guys to go back and listen to them. But um, with that, then um, let's 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 kind of go down uh, down uh, memory lane um, and uh, talk about a few of our episodes. Jason, uh, let's start with you, man. What what were one, maybe two of your your favorite episodes that we got to this year? 
Yeah, I mean, there was, you know, they obviously were all a lot of fun to do. Uh, a couple that I personally really liked, uh, I think we're going back, I think it was episode 12, uh, when we had Derek Bolin on. Uh, Debo was a guy that, I, I mean, like I said, dating back to the, the podcast, I played basketball against Derek in high school, but we hadn't had a chance to connect uh, since then. And so it'd been like 20 years. Uh, and he was, he was gracious enough to jump on with us and talk a lot about, uh, you know, the PJ tour and a lot about his experience playing and a lot about his experience, uh, you know, trying to play professionally and now being involved with maker sports and all the experiences that he's had with, uh, you know, PJ tour pros and the clients that they have and uh, the experiences he's had. So that was one that was really cool because uh, obviously I knew he was a really good player in high school and college. Uh, but then had lost track of each other for a number of years and for him to jump on the pod and be as open about everything as he was that was that was really really cool so that was you know that was one of them and then I think it was episode 20 I had JD Grimm on who was a colleague of mine for a number of years former college golf coach but uh, you know talking to him about you know his experience playing and a guy that never lost a match whether it be a duel or a, a triangular or anything in high school and won four state championships and one of only a few players in the the state history to do that you know that's that's pretty cool for him to jump on and talk to us and I know his memory of those days were was a little bit uh foggy as well but uh you know his 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 content was really really good so I think those two were really special for you know for me and people that I had a close connection with and that I knew kind of through my time as a golf coach, but also growing up too. Yeah. And one thing with both those guys, I thought that obviously the commonality around the game of golf and, and the passion that we all have for it, but uh, both with uh, Debo and, and JD, I mean, first time I met either one of those guys and, um, we could have probably sat here and, and talked for another hour with those guys just kind of shooting the shit and and having fun talking about the game. And so that that was really cool um, from both those guys to be able to take the time um, and jump on and, and talk with us. And so um, credit, obviously, you, Staggy, again, setting those two up for us. That was big time. Um, got the ball rolling on on some guests and and honestly, hope to hope to make a few more connections here in 21. Yeah, they were easily as good of a golfers that we got on here you know i mean their their golf stories are much different than ours because <laughs> they're good right. so that was that's just fun like you talk about a guy that never lost in high school and another guy that was on big break you know and, and trying to play professionally and like we're wondering when the next time we can play golf is i mean that was definitely a different world that we got to dive into yeah, a lot of fun. I mean, that was that's the thing, and to have those guys after, like you said, talking talking about a couple of scramble tournaments, and then these guys coming on talking about playing playing real golf was was a lot of fun. But uh, speaking of real golf, I think um, uh, Lee, one of you noted one of your favorite episodes is when a real golf coach jumped on um, the podcast with us. Yeah, we're going way back to uh, to episodes four and five for me uh, before. Jason was a host when, when we had him on as a guest. And, and that was fun because at that time, again, we're still trying to figure out what in the world we're going to do and, and what we should talk about. And, and we bring Jason on, who clearly has a different perspective on golf than we do because he has to, to live it on a daily basis and coach it and, and just see it in a different way than us. But really, that episode 
sticks out to me because we talked video games for a pretty long time. So the, the Tiger Woods games, you know, that was like the, the heyday for us. So that, that topic in itself, you know, it was before the foreplay guys decided to throw it out there. I'm just going to put that out there first, but um, that game, I mean, we could talk about that one and you talk about having guests on where you could talk about forever. We could talk about that topic for a really long time. And that episode, Stag, before you jump in, that episode for, especially the part two, for whatever reason, I can't remember specifically um, what we talked about. It was, maybe that was the video games in, in, in part two of that. Um, but that was our, our, t- our number one listen to episode for, for quite a while um, until we kind of really started to grow this thing and started to, um, to double up a little bit. But uh, old, old Coach Saggy just getting, getting the base going. Well, a couple things with that. I, I wouldn't say I'm must listen to material. I, but you know, it was fun to jump onto it from a different perspective and you guys asking me questions, you know, now being on the flip side of it and uh, asking questions to our guests and helping, you know, get other people on it and involved with this has been, has been really, really fun. You know, I think shortly after that, we had obviously like we talked Debo on, but then we had Jordan David from Waverly here, which was a really, really good episode. And he gave a lot of really good insight to, you know, his career path. Uh, and how he got to where he's at now and uh, you know so that was that was a lot of fun to have Jordan on because him and I have a good relationship and something that uh, we work pretty closely with each other during the golf season and throughout the course of the year so I thought he did really good job and you know all the episodes have been you know they've all been fun Uh, but there's certain ones that stick out in your mind that you know certain whether it be stories or experiences or things like that that I uh, really set it apart. Uh, and to touch on that, our guest Debo uh, was actually with the four play crew when they played Joel Damon here recently in their four verse one. And so we have to, we might have to get Debo to help us set up, uh, you know, maybe we get him on with us and us four play the four play guys. Oh man, that'd be a route. We, we would those. ruin, we we would would ruin, ruin those, those guys. guys. We wouldn't even need a fourth. No. Three no. verse four. I, I mean, We'd, that would definitely be it'd be more competitive three versus four we'll just say that i mean they're essentially like two and a half versus four when they do it i mean realistically yeah they're not good the putting the putting would be the the game changer though they get that extra putt correct but i mean you get trent out there i mean that that's not even like a you don't even get a read off that so we could we could handle those guys for sure um, that would that would not be a problem but um yeah so so going through here just looking through some of the old episodes and we'll get to my favorite here in just a minute I don't I don't want to overlook everything but um you, you know as we go through and look at some of these um guests and some of the other people that we had on you mentioned obviously the other JD um that that we had on Tros um our guy Tros came on his his episodes doing well we mentioned Jordan or we haven't mentioned Jordan Jordan coming on he did a nice job talking Minnesota golf with us uh Nate was on with us um we had um uh who else well, we, oh, we, had, we had Greg Coonan his his depth of knowledge was tremendous I mean yeah. he he gave us a lot about um the memorial yeah and Ohio golf, like in general, like his, yeah. that was cool. That was a really cool perspective. Obviously he plays a ton, which is really neat. Um, 
and uh, Todd Venarsdale with him coming on too. Uh, his perspective, you know, a little bit from the club pro side of things um, was, was a lot of fun as well. And then obviously the Operation Falcon guys um, talking that uh, a couple times, uh, talking early, obviously with Adam and, and Keeney and then getting Carlson on uh, later on after it happened. And so that was fun. And then as I'm going through too, you can kind of see about halfway through um, the line your pocket segment starts up and we mentioned it a, a little bit at the beginning, but uh, obviously us just kind of making picks and talking and ended up morphing into, okay, more picks and, and, uh, and line your pockets ended up being a fun spinoff segment that we did, um, you know, with the picks and, and having some fun. And I think, uh, uh, we'll find a few more ways here in 21 to, to, to really expand on that as well. Yeah, we jumped into that, and then Lee, Lee throws out, the, I'm going to start playing unit plays with it, which I like, because you get a little bit more uh, in-depth there and ones that you like a little bit better and put a little bit more emphasis on those. And, you know, I, I think the line your pockets, you know, I, I know I kept track of mine personally more for the entire year just because as we were going throughout it, I, you know, rattled off about a 60% win percentage there, which isn't too bad and actually hit a couple of winners as we were talking throughout there. We had DJ at the travelers. I think Lee and I both picked him that week. We had a couple of flyers that were right there in the mix and I uh, just didn't finish in their situation. So I think 2021, I think we're going to hit a flyer or two uh, and probably roll off probably three to five winners throughout the course of the year. And you're being modest. 60% is really good. Like for those of you that, that have no idea about gambling, you hit 60% of your bets, you are really good. Hopefully some people listened to me and made some profit off of it. Well, starting on Friday in the state of Iowa, you no longer have to go to the physical location of the casino to sign up for uh, that betting service. So I know that uh, on Friday, I will have a FanDuel account as well to go along with my DraftKings account. And I also have William Hill, but I just don't use it anymore because it's just, it's not a very good app. So um, DraftKings, FanDuel, excited for 2021. Drop those lines, see what you can find. Looks like Lee's going to do some line, line shopping throughout the course of the year. For sure. They, they both just give you such good boosts, you know? So like they take your, you know, your minus number and turn it to a plus, which in gambling is a, is a big deal. So they both do that. And I'm very appreciative of that. Just, and I, one other thing too, that we'll have to, um, to work in, I know we will at some point too, is that app that, uh, Lee, you sent over that chirp app, um, which is kind of cool. I, I tinkered around with it a little bit here towards the end of the silly season. And, uh, um, it was, uh, it's fun. So that'll, that'll be just another wrinkle. Hopefully that, uh, not only we can do here on the pod and talk about, but to obviously get our crew and our boys involved with that as well. And so, um, we're, like I said, we're, we're growing, we're looking for ways to expand and we want to hear from you guys as well. But, uh, with that then, so my favorite episode and, and hopefully a lot of people's favorite episode, um, was, was a little bit of a long time coming. We, we kind of got put on the scene of, of what, uh, our guest, um, Ben Frotcher was doing, um, late in late in his process but before he had finished we we knew that he was in the works of 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 trying to complete his his mission of playing every golf course in iowa and um and it was actually you know in talks with him before uh his last course and then once he once he did get a chance to play towns in tuscany we we went ahead and brought him on and 
Uh, what a fun episode. Uh, that's something where we're going to have to revisit um, and talk with him a little bit more. And as our, as our knowledge of, of the courses in Iowa expands, um, we're going to have to keep bringing him on because he was obviously a fun guest, uh, tons of knowledge, uh, great content, but more than anything, his memory uh, of being able to remember the courses, I know we mentioned it on the pod, was was definitely impressive, especially once we started to kind of hone in on what his timeline was. Um, and it wasn't like he had just playing some of these courses last year. And the fact that he was remembering holes from uh, a course up in Northwest Iowa from seven years ago. And so that episode was a lot of fun. His recall on unreal. I mean, I can't remember a single hole basically from any course I've played unless I've played it multiple times. But I mean, he'd tell you things that he played 15 years ago and like he'd know the number of the hole. I mean, that, that recall, I mean, I think we can all be envious of that. Yeah. That episode was the one that I had to jump on in the middle of it. So I had to go back and listen uh, to the beginning of it to catch up on everything uh, later on, but he was really, really good uh, with his knowledge of the courses with the different courses that he played. Obviously, you know, some of his favorites, he had Des Moines or Davenport country club, uh, a number of the holes there and, you know, some of the, the nicer private courses around the state, which is great, but also, uh, you know, the nine hole courses that he played, he had really, really good recollection, recollection of those courses. I know you guys talked about how many courses in the state have a, a road that goes through it. Uh, <laughs> that was one section of it. And he, re, he rattled off, you know, three or four of them right away. And I uh, remember those, I was a little disappointed that when you guys threw out the nasty nine Nashua country club and uh, Plum Creek that <laughs> Plum Creek didn't get better reviews. Uh, I feel like it's the more challenging uh, of the three, but you know, to each their own. And so I, uh, I guess if he doesn't like Plum Creek, then uh, he might have to come back for another round and get their $8 tall boys for uh, six pack of tall boys. Yeah, that's worth the trip to the old Fredericksburg. Um, I, yeah. And the one thing with him too, uh, going through, like I said, it was just fun to relive some of the courses and then obviously kind of live through him. And one of the things that we talked about was, uh, you know, our list, um, in preparation for that episode. And I know that we're continuing to grow and expand on that. Um, I will say it, uh, it did kind of heighten my awareness to the courses and where some are at and, and also piqued my interest a little bit more. And so with that, let me ask you guys, if, if, if I um, pose this question that realistically, what is one course in the state of Iowa um, that you have not played that you are going to play in 2021? What do you, what do you guys think? Where are you going to play? That's a talk about putting somebody on the spot. Uh, I think initially I would have said Cedar Rapids country club, but obviously they, they had a tough, tough fall and not, not to their own, fault I mean it was just a, a freak act of nature if you will that came through um man that's this is tough so I I can I'll share mine I'll, I because I know I want to play a mana I have not played a mana and so a mana is the course that I will play in 2021 I'll find a way um and then lead to your point too it's funny that you say the Cedar Rapids uh country club because um it was later in the year uh, that tournament that um we saw that I had sent to you guys. Um, that's something too, that I've been thinking about for quite a while. And I was like, you know what, 
that might be something where in 21, like we just go and do like just play. I can't remember who was the beneficiary of that, uh, of that tournament, but uh, finding that tournament again and playing a, a late fall at Cedar Rapids country club, it's probably worth every penny of it. What's the one, is it like Lake Rathbun? The preserve. Yeah. I, I'd like to play that course and, and I will, I, I, I will book it. I'm, I'm playing it in 2021. So, you know, so here's one thing with the preserve, sorry, Jason, give you a second more to think, but um, with the preserve, I've, I've thought about that one too, because that's one of those things where I think you get free golf if you stay on site. Um, and so you can, um, we can easily go down there and, and find a time where um, even if we have to pitch a tent and go out and play a couple of days, I think it's all the same. I think you get wristbands no matter what. And I've heard good things about the preserve too. So that would, that would be a fun trip. Multi-family vacation. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this, and I I haven't played either of those that you guys mentioned, Amana or the Preserve. I I have a good friend who's down in the Quad Cities areas, and he mentioned something about either uh, Crow Valley or Davenport Country Club, and so you know I, I might have to try to take him up on that. And also uh, one of the Operation Falcon guys, uh, Jeff Sinkler, had mentioned me coming down to Norwalk uh, potentially and playing. Uh, down there at Echo Valley as well, which I've heard great things about. And they have 27 holes, I believe, there. And, uh, you know, would be a really, really cool experience and something that, you know, I'd like to try to take him up on that offer sometime. We, I told him this summer I was going to do it. And then this whole uh, COVID and quarantine situation happened. And so I didn't figure it was the best idea to buzz down there and try to play. And uh, so I think, uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm looking to be exclusive, I'm looking at Crow or Davenport Country Club or, I, uh, you know, potentially echo, I uh, for one of the ones that I'd try to get on, but the public ones, uh, you know, a manor or the preserve, I think would be two good ones. Uh, and then what's the one up by uh, North it's hosted state golf. I can't think of the name right now. I uh, spring Valley spring Valley is another one that I haven't played that I think would be really, really fun to go up and play. We can do uh spring Valley and get you over there. going to country club all on the same trip. That'd be uh be worth it so as long as i could catch up with the claude family i'm in you need to get you need to get echo done though because i talked to sinclair at operation falcon and when you go i'm gonna go too so get that lined up i'm gonna i'll tail along and uh it'll be fun sounds, so, sounds like a foursome so um uh echo i i haven't played the ridge so i haven't played the best nine at echo and so um that's something where um, the, the other two, the other two nine, I forget what the names of them are, but the other two nine, um, they're nice. It's a, it's a, the, I would say underrated for clubs in the Des Moines area, very, very uh, a good value. Um, and like I said, and I haven't been on the best nine. And so that would, that'd be a definitely a good one. And we'd obviously pull for that to get you down in the area, but um, no, so that. uh uh, that was just one of the other questions too, that, you know, as we look forward to 21 guys, a lot of things coming, a lot of things happening. Um, one other thing that we did want to mention here at the, the segment with the best nicknames in golf, um, had a lot of fun with that. And it actually ended up having a lot of work that ended up being quite the chore of kind of working through all that. I'm, you know, we were kind of talking uh, here off air. Did we ever actually get to the finish line with that Lee? Like who? I, who ended up I, don't, I think I think we got to the final two, but I don't think we ever got to the winner. So we need to throw that out there. I think. 
that might that might be something right away there episode episode one of of season two where we just hit them hard with it because who who are the final two i have no idea oh man we're just really dropping the ball on this but uh that as a whole like the funny thing or i mean obviously fun one to one to connect some of those names that you know maybe we didn't know to be able to fill out the fill out the whole bracket obviously then to ask guests as they came on to kind of what their favorite uh nickname was but then the seating too was was kind of fun and funny too in the way that things lined up i know that it, it was deliberate in a lot of ways but some of the matchups um and then and then some of the ways that they shook out too some very one-sided on a lot of them and um as we worked through it it was that was fun i think it's boom boom and tin cup I think which that's be, the final two. Which would be it wasn't boom boom like you kind of snuck him in like a four seed or something. Four seed, like, yeah. 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 So one versus one versus four. That's just yeah. it's a realistic matchup too. I mean, sure. you can't go wrong with boom boom. <laughs> I mean, some of the nicknames that I mean, we were we were texting back and forth and throwing out nicknames, and Lee was jotting them down and making note of all of them. And do we throw in the fictional characters, the tin cups, the, you know, all that happy Gilmore's, do we throw that stuff in there? And uh, it was, it was really cool. Cause there was some nicknames that we were throwing back and forth that I'm like, I don't even know who that is. That's a nickname for. And so to go through that process, I think we had the, we had the, uh, the small wrists and the walrus, I think both in there. And uh, just, you know, really, really cool. That was, that was one of my favorite memories of the first season too, going through that and, hearing our guests and what they like. And, you know, the other thing that I was, was fond of was the, when we throw out the quick hitters for them, where's the golf glove go? And I'm a back right pocket guy. I mean, just makes sense to me. And do you wear a hat and all that stuff? And what's your wedge set up? Because I think that's interesting to hear because for each person it's different too. So that was a lot of fun. I will say the, the, um, what glove uh or where does the glove go it, it's crazy the traction that that got but then again how it kind of shifts your your thinking as you're like paying attention to um you know with the whole tiger and charlie situation um and and those guys playing together here a couple of weeks ago now but um how everything was the same mannerisms all the stuff it's talking about was the same but what was not the same is they put the glove in opposite pockets of each other I did notice that. And so I was like, oh, you have all these similarities, but even those guys, one, one was right, one was left. So that golf club conversation came up really early. I, Brian, I think it was just you and I. It was like the second episode we started talking about golf gloves. Yeah. You know, and then we talked about the colored golf glove. And, you know, there's just a lot of things you don't normally pay attention to that one person thinks about and then you can't get your mind off it when you watch somebody play golf yeah and hopefully we continue to um add to that here as we as we move into season two but um final question then here guys as we wrap up tonight and we wrap up 2020 we wrap up season one um all that good stuff but uh what what what's one thing um that you maybe hope wish for or maybe is a little bit of pie in the sky that uh, we're able to somehow accomplish uh in 21 here on the two-putt podcast i got i got one right now been thinking about for a long time the two-day two-man two-putt golf tournament i think that would be awesome so walk us through this. What so two day two man, yep. obviously two putts. The the lead sponsor. And so yeah. So we're we're 
we're finding a course or two, um, doesn't matter, um, where essentially we're, we're having a two-day, two-man best shot golf tournament. And, um, you know, we're getting the people involved that, that listen. And honestly, anybody. I mean, that's a two-day, two-man. You know, we've talked about it with, with Big Schmitty. I used to do that with him when he lived in Dubuque for a lot of years. And it's just a ton of fun. And they get a, they get a lot of people, you know, 144 people signed up every year. That's a lot of teams. And, you know, it just, it becomes one of those things where you may not win, but you're playing two days of golf, but there's something for you to play for. You get, you get flighted after the first round and then you're just playing against that flight. So that second day is kind of your moving day, if you will. Um, to try to, to place as high as you can in, in that flight. It's, it's just a lot of fun. And if we could have a golf tournament, you know, for people to play, that would be fun. I mean, that's really the goal of, of us when we go to play golf tournaments. Yeah, golf tournaments are great, but if they're not fun golf tournaments, you're not going back. So I think it would be something we could make really fun. I love that idea, and I'm all in. Now, here's the question. Do we each have to bring our own partner you know us three okay just to just to i guess broaden the horizon there a little bit and uh i would be interested to see where we can do that at i you know what courses we could potentially play there i think you know for me i think uh the pipe dream side of things getting a pj tour player on the podcast i think that's uh i think that's a goal you know I think Devo had a really good experience on the, on the podcast and he obviously has some connections there. And, you know, if we, if we relate to the state of Iowa, you got Troy Merritt, you got Zach Johnson, you got those guys on and uh, obviously wanted to promote the game. And that's something that we're all about. Obviously we have a lot of fun talking about it and we talk about the, you know, a lot of different aspects of it, but uh, what it comes down to is the purest form of golf and talking about our love for the game. And, you know, so having a, a PJ tour player, I think would be, you know, my pipe dream, uh, for the for the 2021 episode and uh, or the season and uh, you know going from there and seeing what comes about of it. No, that's good. I you guys pretty much pretty much sold the my two wavelengths in which one specifically on the pod, Jason. I was right there. I'm like, we got to get a, a pro on a tour pro on somehow. Um, and so that would that would definitely be a good one and something that we're going to continue to strive for. Um, and then to lead to your point too is yeah, it's figuring out some way to one obviously host the tournament um, a format we can you know however like all in on format, and then two is something that we noodled a little bit um, obviously COVID again throwing throwing a wrench in the in the process but I would really like to going back to again these nine hole courses that we have in Iowa um, and the great ones that are out there. Um, I would like for, for us, obviously the three of us here on the two putt to go out and play, um, probably realistically 27 holes, um, three different nines, small town, Iowa, nine hole courses, um, in a day, obviously follow the journey, um, create some fun content, you know, meet some of the great people, um, get some listeners, some people involved, uh, following along with our journey, um, helping us out. I think, I think that'd be something to just be a lot of fun to, again, create some exposure to some of the, the local tracks that we have that we enjoy, um, or never been to as well. 
um, and, and figure out a way to, to have a lot of fun with that and give back to not only our listeners, but the, those communities that we get to visit. And so um, that that would be probably my pie in the sky. And, and hopefully, if, if not season two, season three, we're, we're able to put this all together. Well, and Jason kind of mentioned it earlier, the, the growing of the game. I mean, yes, we do this because we get to talk with our friends and, and do that fun stuff that, you know, we wouldn't get to do any other way. But I think really the goal of this is to grow the game of golf, specifically in the state of Iowa, you know, and in what ways can we, can we do that? Can we get people involved and and for them to have fun and, you know, just to, to shine a light on the great stuff that we do have golf wise in the state. I mean, I, I think that's ultimately our goal when doing this. Yes, we have fun while we're doing it, but really that's what we're thinking about when we, when we talk about this stuff. Well, when you look at it, I mean, I was, you know, yeah, we can only play golf how many months out of the year, eight if possible. Uh, but, you know, for as many nine hole courses that we have and good nine hole courses, uh, you know, that's something that I think is really unique to Iowa. And then in the Midwest, you have a lot of really, really good golf as well. And, you know, something that I'm really looking forward to with the 2021 season, I, uh, I have tickets to two of the five big events this year in the PGA Tour. Ryder Cup 2021, PJ Championship 2021 at Kiowa Island. Uh, so, that, you know, being able to hopefully go to those events and talk about the experience of being there and hopefully being able to share some pictures and some maybe videos and uh, everything that goes along with that. So uh, just being able to talk about the experiences and, you know, the things that you can do with the game of golf is, I think, really, really cool. And the fifth major has to also be on the table as well. Yeah. It's well, a dear classic. You mentioned courses that you wanted to play, and I know that's not state of Iowa, but just across the river in Silvis, I want to play TPC Deer Run. Uh, you know, it's been kind of – Lee and I have talked about it. I know we've all talked about it, uh, going over there and playing because, you know, it's it's a really, really affordable course to play too if you go at their peak not, – not during their peak times. And so uh, that's another course that I'd love to get over and play and just have a chance uh, to be on the course and then you can – take it back to the John Deere classic and, you know, relate related to where those guys are playing from. Obviously I'm not hitting nearly as far uh, or as straight, but uh, I'd see some different parts of that course that those guys haven't been on and I can talk about them. If only we had a couple of listeners that uh, have some close connections to the John Deere classic, huh? Hmm. I wonder who that would be. Trost, we know we're talking about and Jeff. I mean, come on, Dad. Let's let's hook us up. Maybe maybe we can uh, you know get some media passes for the day. Oh, that'd be awesome. I mean, why not? I mean, that's that's realistic. I'm not even sure that that's pipe dream. That should be that should be the goal. But um, you know, you guys, you said it. We're we're excited for 21. Can't wait. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, two things that you can do for us: one, tell a friend um, if you got a golfing buddy or somebody that uh, uh, you enjoy the game with as well. Tell them about the podcast, and they're going to enjoy it as well. And then the other thing is, is drop us a quick review um, wherever you get your podcast. If you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, which we get the stats, we know most of you guys are listening to it on um, your iPhones. Uh, scroll down five stars super easy and helps us out helps everybody else kind of find us so drop us a review uh we appreciate it appreciate you listening 2020 is a wrap guys um we'll catch you on the next tee